Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Amazon Business Honors, Jill Lau. Chief Procurement Officer of Global Network Bank. Last week, Jill saved big and used Amazon Business to help her team buy 327 headsets. Now Bob can keep his conversations to himself. Wait, am I still on speakerphone? With business buying easier than before, Jill now uses her extra time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Thank you for holding Hang it up, Bob. You're listening to the most fraudulent F1 podcast with Dan, a.k.a. Engine Mode 11. I secretly moonlight as hell with Marco at race weekends. And Blake, a.k.a. Break. Echo chambers of farts and idiots on Twitter after races. It's the engine breaking F1 podcast. Beautiful intro there. Beautiful intro. Uh, big up Michael Kissed for that one. You know? Doing us some sweet audio production on only episode two. So yeah, welcome in everybody. It's episode two of the Engine Breaking Podcast, Monza Grand Prix review. I am Dan, aka Engine Mode Eleven, and with me is the beautiful. Hi, hi, I'm Blake, aka Break. Uh, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing here. That's what I keep telling people, but uh, who knows? Who knows? What do we got? Yeah. What, do we got? what do we got on the cards today, Dan? Talk to us. Uh, so we have basically a bit of F1 news going through Monza, a little bit of Twitter Q and A, uh, Fraud Watch, Engine Good Boy Award, and uh, maybe we'll finish with some wild conspiracies. I, I think this entire race is just going to be nothing but conspiracy theories, Dan. I'm going to mm. lean into it, and like you said last time, you reminded me. I'm going to say it with my chest this time. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to hide my voice and my, my true thoughts and not only thoughts, but insights. I happen to be on another show this weekend and I successfully predicted the top five. My confidence is through the roof right now for absolutely zero reason. But, but anyway, but anyway, 
So that was that was very impressive, actually. I have to say, your five out of five prediction. I mean, that was probably isn't there must be some bets going on. Like you could you could if you could pick the top five in the race, you could probably win some serious some change you know yeah do something strange with it you know are you claiming that you predicted that through skill and not pure luck no i told him i'm i'm absolutely nowhere at that you know and also i'm gonna quit while i'm ahead i'm never making race predictions ever again because um i nailed it man i knocked it out of the park you know i rossberged it you get one yeah. get out get one get out yeah that's respectable i can yeah. i can respect that so this is the second episode of the engine braking podcast how did um how how was the first episode received? The first episode was received very well. We've already hit, I think it was like two, 2,100 subscribers, which I think is pretty wild. That's absolutely freaking nuts. Uh, big shout out to Engine Mode Good Boy and his big, big Twitter gang for absolutely carrying this heap of shit podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, we're cashing in on those Twitter followers. Yeah, boy. So, uh, but, you know, 2,100, we can do more than that. So, you know, like, share, subscribe, tell your nan, I don't know, write it on a um, get, you know, well-wishing card and leave it outside of St. Paul's Cathedral for the Queen. I don't know. Just get the word out there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to our fraudulent shit. Yeah. we. I mean, we and we see you guys sharing it and tagging us and stuff, and that's so awesome. I... I... I genuinely appreciate it. Dan said that you're a bunch of cunts, but you know, mm. <laughs> we all are together, so it's yeah. okay. Collectively, yeah. I said he said we, not you. Sorry, collectively, it was all of us together. So yeah. So, so let's get into it. We've got a Monza. We've got two full weeks off before we go to Singapore. So let's not focus on the later. Let's talk about the now and the what just happened. Hmm. Well, before we get into that. Oh, we're going to go into some some little bits of news. Oh, because that's what you put first on the list. Yeah. So I'm assuming we're going through this running order in the way you've typed it. I, I thought you typed that bit. But yeah, like, let's let's just talk about it. There's a little bit of stuff going on. There's a little bit of noise in the paddock. There's some chaos. There's some some spanners in the works, as they call them. Those are wrenches for my American friends. If you're wondering what a spanner is, uh, it's a wrench. Aluminum. Aluminium. <laughs> Aluminium, ew. Jesus oh. Christ. Oh, yes. Oh, dear. I'm going to listen, Americans. I'm going to come over there and some revenge for a tea party that you boys threw a couple of hundred years ago. But I seriously, I, I type tires with a Y now, so, like, I'm I'm halfway there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The colonization. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. F1 news. Let's, let's get into it. Obviously, we know Alex Albon. Uh, he had to miss qualifying and he missed every fp3 as well didn't he it was the whole saturday he missed out because he got appendicitis but uh it came out today that during his operation he uh had to go back on the incubator um due to some post-operative anesthetic complications which led to a, a respiratory failure which sounds quite scary when they say it like that um, no, but like it, it does happen, but the, it's just like one of those things that doesn't happen often. But it's like, yeah, this could happen, but we don't want it to happen. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, so when, when are we going to see him up, back in a car? Well, Williams have said that uh, he made excellent progress overnight, and he's able to be removed from uh, mechanical ventilation yesterday morning. So I assume that means Sunday morning. And uh, he's A-OK, full focus is on recovery and preparation for the Singapore GP on the 30th of September. 
Let's go, Alex. Get get well soon, dude. Get well soon, man. That's yeah. that's gotta suck. It's like, hey, you're about to go absolutely smash Latifi's face in in qualifying and the race again, again. But uh, your appendix just said, "Fuck you, mate." Yeah, and then just you know the icing on the cake. You're gonna have some anesthetic uh, reaction, and uh, we're gonna bang you back into intensive care for the night. What the hell, man? <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh. wild. Uh, some other some other driver news then. Not for this season though. Uh, yes, yes. I can never pronounce this guy's name right, so apologies to everyone out there. But Felipe Drogovic. I think that's that sounds chat. That sounds close homies. enough. Yeah, tick. Yeah, it's it's good. Drogovic. Yeah, yeah. We'll do. We'll, that'll go. Uh, so Aston Martin have announced uh, that they have. Signed him up to be their first member of its driver development program. Uh, it sounds like a fancy way of kind of like a Red Bull Junior program, doesn't it, really? Um, yeah. But basically, it means he's going to become one of the team's reserve drivers, and the intention is to get him to drive in FP1 at Abu Dhabi, substituting for Lance Stroll, and to take no part. No way! Yeah, no can you way. believe it? I thought, I thought Dad Stroll would have been like, right, my son will not get out of the car for free practice one. Uh, okay. But All right. Watch obviously, him. Watch him smash got, Seb in P1, bro. Yeah, they've obviously got a yacht to be on during yeah. P1 or something. So exactly. And he's <laughs> going to be doing the uh, young driver test at the As Marina circuit in November. Nice. Oh, are you and, after your karting deal? Are you going out there for a bit as well? And did you get a call? Did you get any I'm calls? still recovering. Oh, nobody, nobody headhunted you for uh from that karting. No. No, unfortunately not. I think the only people that headhunted me were Weight Watchers <laughs> to get me on a weight reduction program, to be honest. Is um, it right, mate? We're going to start with your appendix. Uh, we'll see how we go yeah. from there. Yeah, those carts aren't built for people that are powerfully built like myself. Fair enough, man. Oh. So, but yeah, so no, unfortunately, my uh, F1 debut will not be happening. Um, Apologies. I know you had your heart yeah. set on it, bro. Yeah, but... Um, Next year, Felipe as well is going to be doing an extensive test program behind the wheel of the 2021 AMR 21 and will basically be sitting in the garage at the majority of the Grand Prix. Yeah, so, dude. That always bumps me out when you could have like, you know, your reserve driver like in the simulator doing work and being really in tune with the car, but your reserve driver is just sitting at the track drinking cappuccinos, sweating his ass off and then going and partying like like a lunatic every night. Just because, and I'm, mm. I'm sure they're not doing that because they know that they could get the call up at any moment. But still, like, if I was a junior driver, I'd be like, "Let me drive something, bro. I'm gonna lose my shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna lose my shit." Yeah. So you know, maybe he gets to uh, drive the little scooter that goes around and picks up the drivers' tracks. Yeah, exactly. Lance, Lance, Fernando, please let me carry you back to the pits. Hop on my shoulders. <laughs> oh my god. Good on him. Good on him. I keep. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not following any of the lower formula right now because Formula One uh, is one that means it's the best one and it's consuming my entire life and every spare moment of my time. So I'm like, what's F2? Uh, I'm 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 in Formula One and Alt F4. That's it. That's all I do. Yeah. 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 I just think F2 and F3 were just there to rubber in the track, weren't they? I thought that was their sole purpose. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Good. Cool. Just, ju- just double checking. Yeah. Um, Porsche, Porsche Red Bull. 
the deal that I said for months, if not years, on Twitter has now decided to not happen, making me look like possibly the greatest fraud ever to be on F1 Twitter. All right, I've just updated. I know we'll get to it later, but I've updated my fraud watch. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm updating. But yeah, so Porsche deal, which, you know, Porsche. I've got, <sighs> well, apparently, I've got to call it Porsche, not Porsche. No, you don't. Porsche. 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 Blimey, governor. Uh, the Red Bull Porsche deal is off. How do you feel about that? Do you care? Um, honestly, I'll tell you how. Let, let me let me say it with my chest right now. How I feel about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded to me, and I, this is just like anybody that's inside has a clue. They're not talking about it. They're not going to talk about it. Which leaves room for massive, massive toxic speculation from us shitters on the internet. But Red Bull working with Honda has been working so well you know you've got chassis and you've got engine chassis people are doing good chassis stuff engine people are doing good engine stuff cargo zoom that's how i think about this now porsche like yeah we'd like to buy you know the rumor was 50 percent of the company i thought it was 50 percent of the powertrains division or 49 percent or something like that but nope nope everybody said it was 50 percent of something because somebody heard somebody having a shit and heard them talking about an engine deal in the toilets or something so I don't know what that was about, but I'm pretty sure it was like 49% of the powertrains division, not 50% of the team. But let's say it was 50% of the team. Red Bull does one thing good. You know what that is? What is it? It's Red Bull. That's it. You know, like the Red Bull, Red Bull does Red Bull good. Like I don't, I don't see like another team with lots of other huge politics and structures coming in and that working out. I see that turning into a shit fight. You saw it with, with Renault. Um, you know, they were, they were flexing a little bit and you saw it. Yeah, it was, it was Infinity, Renault, same thing. Mm. I just don't, I think I think Red Bull does Red Bull good, and if Honda thing is working, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Go. What do you think before we? Because um, the next the next point is very much. I'm surprised that it didn't go through, but not when I hear that they wanted fifty percent. Yeah, I think I I you know it's been a while since we've been in the factory, but I was there yesterday. They're uh, still paying me for Twitter bias. Oh, okay, okay, I understand. Yeah. Um, but I, I, when I was still there at the start of the year or whatever, I never got any inclination anyone was interested in selling it, regardless of what percentage. So as soon as they said, oh, 50%, I'm not really surprised that no. um, Helmut Marco told them whatever the German word is for fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he told them to get absolutely... Fick Alf, is that it? German listeners, let me know if I completely butchered that. Sarah's not home, I'll ask her. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, like you say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I think I'm kind of surprised at how well the Honda relationship has gone. Yeah, for um, sure. But then wasn't entirely surprised that it cooled off with Porsche after I heard exclusive rumours from direct in the paddock that oh my uh, god there was quite a large meeting with honda superiors in austria and red bull yeah i i think perhaps maybe honda got there first if you know what i mean yeah 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 i think so because uh, I, I i did never i never got the impression that honda was going anywhere you know they decided to call the partnership off with red bull to say you know to be dumping all the money in but they're like well we'll 
still supply the shit for a bit, but uh, we're going to limit our involvement and limit the cash that we're flowing to you. But we're still thinking, I guarantee you there's they're still developing engines on the dyno for the new regulations, even though those are finally hammering out. But you know, you know what else I heard is uh, leaked from the paddock as well? What, 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 what? I heard that the engine breaking podcast has been consumed <laughs> inside of the Formula One paddock and the reception was not bad. Uh, this is, oh, okay. I've actually heard from my 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 sources in the paddock mm. that um. So yeah, do you, do you often sleep with your sources or no? No, just like just like once, just this once, one. Yeah, no, no, just when there's no race weekends. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're not banned yet. Then is nope. basically what you're trying to tell me. No. No, we don't. We're not banned. We're not going to get banned. We're actually uh, we're going to get invited soon. Not really. I just manifest that though. Can we manifest the dub? Any, anybody, yeah, yeah. anybody listening along with this, just manifest it for us. Just say a quick word to yourself. And uh, but anyway, Porsche deal off. Mm, gone kaput. What? But 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 but. What does that tell us? Uh, oh, what's what's well, your what's your mate doing? My my favorite uh, Marco the Explorer. Yeah, he's packed his backpack. And uh, he's apparently flying to Sakura for some uh, talks with Honda. Mm. Sakura now, is their development facility yes, in Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, quite an impressive place as well. I've never seen um, anything to do with it. Well, that's because you're not important. No, I know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, a full works return for Honda is now on the cards, apparently. Uh, Marco said it's being negotiated. I will be flying to Tokyo between the Singapore and Suzuka races early in October. Core blimey. Wow. Governor. That's impressive. He's not, yeah, he's not holding back about no. that, is he? He's never shy, is he? Like, when he's got something no. going on, he's like, I cannot wait to tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Honda are very uh, happy and overjoyed that he's basically chatting about it all over the media um, yeah. because they aren't, they like to keep their cars close to their chest. Yeah, maybe, but like, so. come on. If they haven't figured out the good doctor by now, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've had long enough now to, that, to yeah. know the that's, score. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, yeah. Shame well, on Honda's me again. Well, fooled everyone. Yeah, they have. They have. Mm. We're going to put an engine freeze in because Honda are leaving to allow uh, other people to get up to speed. Dan. Now we've signed everything off. Dan, no, you can't. The oh. the cover the cover comes off the table and underneath it Honda was there the whole time. Surprise, motherfucker! Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, fucking wild! That's awesome. Pure. That's awesome. I didn't I didn't realize the Japanese were so good at shithousery, but yeah. I doff my cap to them. That yes. was brilliant. Oh, cheers, lads. Oh. Cheers, lads. I, yeah, I think that's about it for news, really. Yeah. yeah, it's only the major talks. There's nothing. Uh, there's you nothing got any really news. No, there's nothing too juicy, really. Like you know, the fact that the the engine breaking, the most fraudulent Formula One podcast, has made its way yep. into the paddock somehow is absolutely blowing my mind. Because like, other than Twitter, I'm not like I'm not just calling my mates that work at Red Bull, but oi lads, we got a podcast. We're talking shit. I know you know what's going on, but come check it out. I'm not doing that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Did they say who it was that listened to it? Uh, I'll tell you later. Okay, not uh, Mr. Mohammed, head no. of the FIA, listening no. to it and thinking, 
never let these two within a 10 yeah. mile radius of a track ever again yeah exactly farm credentials fully stricken verboten mm-hmm. list yeah yeah so, that's why i'm gonna have a shave because then they won't recognize <laughs> nobody me. will fucking recognize you mate exactly. if i saw you walking in the street i'm like what are you looking at don't look at me yeah, ever again this guy <laughs> Should we um let's let's move over to Twitter? I had a I had a question after the last podcast. Yes, and, uh, go for it. It's from Mallers from the Discord. Um, he said my main takeaway from episode one is you dispelling myths about trackside champagne and BJ's. But I'm left with a vital question: What was it like at the factory? And do you get more champagne and BJ's as a streamer than at the simulator? Uh, the correct answer to all those is I just get none of them. I get none of them. Uh, I I went I downgraded from nice craft beer when I had a steady paycheck to uh drinking guinness out of a tin which talking to some mm. irish people is uh, a big no-no so uh, i had somebody remind me that you shouldn't drink guinness from a tin but i was like it's got the nitrogen widget and stuff and it's it tastes nice and i don't know man i'm into it but anyway so uh yeah I, we've got champagne we got a little glass of champagne if we won though in the factory yeah, you go to a little debrief and everybody has a little yeah little, but like but also covid spoiled that they're like you know oh, you're doing true. Yeah, debriefs yeah. from your laptop and it's like well i can't you know, can we just bring a? Can somebody like mask up and bring a champagne trolley mm. around the design office now? Can we just slam down some champagne on our laptops? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like how they didn't trust any of us as well, so we had to have plastic cups. They, yeah, the gift of foresight on that one. Yeah, because uh, what if somebody like you know tips off and starts glassing people in the uh, you know the race win celebration in the uh, mm. race bays? No, it wasn't yeah. fair. Ah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. But that, that danger's passed now that me and you have left. So Yeah, exactly. No one's no one's gonna get glass now. I never I never went. I don't like Did drinking. You know? I don't like drinking during the day. And like, even though it was just mm. a sip, you know, it was just like a nice little celebratory sip. I was like, nah. Nah, I'll pass out after a, ha- a sniff of champagne. I'm just like, oh, whatever, I have a headache. Yeah. It was okay, but Christian did one once. Uh, when was it? Maybe it wasn't the Baku double DNF. It might have been something else when something went wrong. And he had a go at us because more people showed up to the debriefs when they went wrong than when they went right. So, yeah, he he wasn't too impressed with that. That's just fucking good marketing, isn't it? Yeah. Nobody uh, nobody gives a shit when you do a good job. Like, yeah, well done. It's like, you did what? You said yeah. what on Twitter, Dan? Oh, exactly. my God. I'm so disappointed in you. So, oh. yeah. What what other fun and games have you got from Twitter? Um, Should we go through that now? Yeah, well, let's rip through it real quick. Okay, so question one, and oh, I should have checked these fucking did I, usernames. Did I did I jump through? I actually skipped. Man, I thought we we're gonna do the Twitter at the end, and I just like scrolled on my screen. You know, what? no, I I moved it down. Oh, but you did. let's do the Twitter stuff now because why not? It's clean. Okay. Well, and let's so, let's get through it because I'm sure everybody's dripping to see what kind of fraudulent shit we can come up with from the. Uh, the Monza Grand Prix, which was the biggest cock tease of a race I've ever seen in my life. No one gives a shit about Monza. Max one, end of story. Yeah, right. fine. Twitter stuff. <laughs> sport, at sport, 714007. I wish I fucking sorted these usernames out before I did this. Uh, he asks, or they ask, do the drivers know all the engine modes and settings, or does the engineer have to tell them every single thing? That's a good question, because I don't actually know the answer to this. The answer to that question is the drivers know two or three of them like the main ones yeah exactly there's like there's race standard mode there's a qualifying mode and there's an outlap mode or an inlap mode so they maybe know like three or four of them they might know five but there's a couple of pretty uh 
you know, niche connoisseur settings that they don't use very often. Considering that dial has 12 or 14 positions, they don't need to know all of them. But they yeah. will they will know the standard ones, and they don't really need a whole lot of reminding on the Azil uh, basics. Did they know engine mode 11, position 5? Yeah. Yeah, but, they but, knew that. Yeah, exactly. Engine that it's mean, big that, in the game. That is... Um, that's the mode that Ferrari use uh, to blow up their engines. Ah, that's when they want the fire outside of the combustion chamber and <laughs> yeah, not inside like, it, right? Okay. Yeah. Should we replace okay. this? Uh, ciao, we move it outside the combustion chamber. Yes, ah, very nice. Mamma mia. Oh, dear. Uh, at JL Brad says, Watching Magnussen's on board after Bottas rammed him. This is in regards to Monza. The team oh. said they checked everything and it looked good. After the race, they confirmed it was a broken diffuser. Does a broken diffuser show in the data? Or might a team, uh, might a team choose not to reveal it on the radio during a race? My take on that is... I just don't think they know. I, I think it depends on where it is. But for the most part, it depends on if the team has the weight to run pressure taps on their floor. So if, mm. they, if they can run the... the the pressure taps and the sensors and all the plumbing for that, which isn't particularly heavy. But I remember when I was at Force India, we would run non-pressure tapped floors during the race because they were a couple kilos lighter. I think the technology has changed, changed. And I think aero, a lot of people are biasing. Like aero is important. You need to understand it. And if you have all the sensors, um, if you had a damage, like you, if you broke a strike off or something, you'd see it. If not in the pressure taps, you would see it in the, you know, the actual, they've got, basically sensors that measure the forces in the suspension which tells you how much pushy downy force you have on this on the car there yeah was, i was gonna say if could you a, see it on the yeah, load or whatever if it was a big amount you would have seen it if it was a small amount you might have missed it okay and and then basically everyone's asking all about uh the safety car ending but we'll probably do a generic answer to that Oh, yeah, we, we do. We can rip through qualifying in the race now. What do you think? Yeah, let's, let's yeah, let's go to Monza. Yeah, right. We have now entered, ladies and gentlemen, the temple of speed. And I I really felt like this weekend's race was the temple of blue balls because it was like something was going to happen. It never happened, which which begs a lot of questions and uh, are we going to get controversial on this pod? Dan. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, rip, rip the band-aid off and send it. Yeah, full send. Oh my god. I love it. So um qualifying. I didn't hate it. No, I didn't I didn't hate it. Like it was it was fun. Um on the show with Tomo and the guys. Like that was fun on, on Sunday. But it's like if I was sat on my sofa, like trying to dig into it, it was like, all right, cool. We got some gaps, ooh, some different strategies. Did Ferrari fuck up? Blah 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 blah. And then let's get into that in a minute. Um qualifying. Mm. Qualifying was an interesting one. Or was it? I mean, it was interesting in the fact that nobody fucking started where they qualified. <laughs> so what does it fucking matter? You yeah. know, uh, we had obviously Nick DeVries replacing Alban. And then just for the bants, he came out straight away and out qualified Latifi. Mate. Skill gap. Yeah, I fucking slapped him. What was the lap? What did he put on him? So uh, where's Latifi at? Uh, Latifi. He hasn't crossed the line yet. That's probably oh, yeah. Uh, Latifi did a 22.5 and DeVries did a 22.56. So it was, it was very tight margins. But 
nonetheless mm. DeVries has just nearly sniffed a Williams that morning after driving an Aston Martin earlier in the weekend um has a little bit of trouble with the steering wheel leaves it he does basically a does a repeat of Hamilton brake magic on uh into turn four on uh his run in Q2 on that prevented him from having a shot at Q3 but I looked at the data this morning and looking at where he was at DeVries was not getting into Q3 but that does not take away that that car is not particularly rapid uh, and he's done an exceptional job but his his laps were scrappy for sure but compare that to Latifi's laps which are consistently shit and slow <laughs> oh Nicholas Latifi I'm sure you're a lovely bloke but yeah that's I not, think it's time for a not, different yeah. career. And that's not me hating on a person. It's just saying... <sighs> facts are facts, my yeah, friend. Not quick. Not quick. No. So. But speaking of people that uh, made it into Q3, did you see my uh, incredible Twitter to, uh, jinx that I put on Danny Ricardo? You didn't, did you? Yeah, well, you know, he put on that radio message where he goes, I'm happy to hit the... F- I'm happy oh, yeah. to hit them. Yeah, with the photographers the, in the pit lane. Yeah, and then I, I replied saying, I think they'd be happier if you hit Q2, mate. <laughs> so Where'd he end up? Obviously, obviously he took that personally and ended up in Q3. Uh, I think he ended up starting P4, but I wasn't sure what his actual qualifying position was because honestly, trying did, to figure that bullshit matter. out. No. So, so I've got it up right now. Ricardo qualified 8th with a 21.9. Uh, Norris with a 21... 21- Five eight four. Let's let's be honest. Um, just over three tenths is still a very reasonable gap to teammate. But mm. but th- this track seemed to separate the uh, the front from the back quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's strange that McLaren now for like the second year running seem to have a good car at Monza only. I don't really know what that's about, but whatever. Yeah. And it's and, well. We'll get to the race, but it wasn't even that good in the race either. They just kind of Daniel took Daniel took that hitting Q two comment personally, ran over a photographer, did, and yeah. then got into Q three. Yeah, so Danny Rick made me look like an absolute arsehole on Twitter, but what's new to be honest? So well done him. Um, but yeah, we'll get into it because it all turns out that was for nothing anyway. Yeah. Um, and then of course we had. I don't know, what was it, four or five hours post-qualifying before we actually knew where the fuck anyone was starting? I think that's because Ben and his buddy, oh, yes. ben and his buddies were out on the theory. piss. Oh, okay. They're, yes. they're no, out. That's Get, your Congratulations, your everybody. Yeah, they're like, right, congratulations, Christian. We fixed the qualifying so you could get P2 and have a great race yep. tomorrow. Bonato, let's have some champagne or sparkling wine. It's not champagne. They're in, mm-hmm. they're in Italy, so it's probably Prosecco or... But yeah. yeah, you have a sensible answer to this, though, don't you? The, the reason In regards to car covers. Yeah, basically they were waiting until after everybody finished qualifying and anybody submit any repair requests after qualifying, so any park fermi requests to release the final grid. They've got a spreadsheet that says, right, here's how this goes. We'll move everybody around, hit the button, and they all stack back up, and you've got the grid, and they check it. That takes somebody probably two minutes to do all together and check it. But they were just waiting until the evening when everybody had finished up for them to send out the list. I don't think it took them that long to generate the grid. And if you're wondering why it took them so long to generate the grid, we had, what, five, six, seven drivers with 10-plus place penalties. Max had five, but, you know, a lot of the people had 10, 15 to the back of the grid, which is a different mm-hmm. designation. So 
yeah, basically, what's the what's the interesting one? Latifi. All right, Nicholas Latifi qualified P16 and started the race P10, for example. So that's how big of a shuffle that we actually had. Um, oh, dear. But yeah, you you know that as soon as, you know, if you did it quickly, there's going to be some arsehole somewhere that says, oh, we're changing the gearbox now. you got to you yeah, recalculate five. it all again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That's a sensible answer as to why there's a delay. But we're gonna go with they all went out for a piss up as the official yeah. answer. They they went out and got smashed. Uh, all the team principals mm. were colluding together, um, which which is which is what they do. That's what the Formula One is. It's them just losing bets. And it's like, all right, well, Toto, you <laughs> lost the bet. We're gonna we're gonna pull the safety car early this weekend. And he says, no, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, we'll get back to that though. I've got. I've got some heat going. Is that is that it for qualifying? Is there anything any other interesting tidbits you have for us, or is that it? Not really, man. Like I, I thought qualifying was, it was straightforward. It was, it was an enjoyable session to watch. It wasn't bad, mm. you know. But it was like one of those things. It was like a moot point considering. All right, you've qualified now, lads, uh, and then we'll just throw your name in a hat and pick them out and pick the grid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was all yeah. right. It was all right. Um, but. It's race time. It is race time then, isn't it? Hell yeah. The temple of... of Blue balls. The temple of blue testicles. Mm. Man. <sighs> what are we so, saying? So we're saying race start. Uh, Lando decided to... I don't know what if he left it in reverse or what. Or perhaps <laughs> maybe he just left the car turned off. I don't know. The guy just seemed to go nowhere. And I it's haven't broken. watched the onboard. It's broken. So I don't know... <laughs> I don't know if it was an anti-stall or what, but that like, start was it fucking like. dreadful. But like, let's, let's, let's put it in perspective. Let's talk about the grid. So in terms of, we said we, we threw the names in the hat, picked him out. Leclerc starts on the front row with George. Yep. Lando and Ricardo are on the second Third row. And fourth. Gasman and Alonso, uh, fifth and sixth. Verstappen, DeVries, a Dutch fourth row. Jogan uh, Yu and Nicholas Latifi rounding at the top ten. Uh, notable mentions, Lewis starting from P19 um, and Perez starting from P13 because those guys kind of have some recovery drives. We don't really talk about them. Who else we got? Um, with Carlos Sainz as well, P18. So we've got a couple of fast cars very out of place. So mm. we were really hoping that would get really, really dirty, but it didn't. No. A lot of people say a lot of people. A lot of teams end up taking their penalties at Monza just because of the power of the drs down that to main straight it doesn't really no yeah and exactly and, we, and, and mercedes knew that this was not going to be a particularly competitive track for them like mm. they, they knew that and they're like right let's let's get lewis a new ice because it was it was questionable after the um spa collision with alonzo which was, yes which uh alonzo had some very interesting comments and they got into a hissy fit and then they traded caps which is really cute yeah now they kissed and made up yeah exactly <laughs> They're lovers, aren't they? But I yeah, wasn't them. it like a seventy G hit or something? I, was, I heard it was three hundred Gs actually. No, it was oh, like it was like forty or fifty. So yeah, it was, enough it was, to basically not want to go through your engine. Yeah, exactly. That thing's gonna launch so, itself at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So um. um so on on yeah, the so, race start, Norris has a launch protection or anti stall, which basically means mm -hmm. the gearbox and engine decide something's bad happen if i release the clutch at the rate that you want to do it so i'm gonna pull the clutch completely so that we don't stall the engine on the grid and then all you have to do is grab both the paddles and then you can proceed to launch the car again but um 
when you're looking at less than points, you know, two tenths of a second reaction times, an anti stall is going to cost you a couple seconds on your race start, and which means to the back, to the back, yeah. sir. Yeah, so that wasn't uh, a great start for him. Uh, Bottas decided to uh, drive into the back of Magnussen. Um, Bias is, I'm going to say it, right? Go this on. isn't Bottas slander, because I actually don't mind Bias. I, I do like, rate I him. like Valtteri. I think his stock went down when he was driving against Lewis purely because he was driving against Lewis. Yeah. That's a, that's and, a, and that's the same thing you're seeing Max and his teammates. He's putting a lot of mm -hmm. lap time into them and consistently performing better in the races. And Valtteri had some great races as well. But Lewis is one of those dudes where that's a fucking tough teammate to have. It damn near broke Nico. That's why he's so damn crazy now. Yeah. It's doing <laughs> interviews from his Bond Lair Zoom background or whatever the fuck he's doing. Oh Christ! What a fucking mm. goober! Maybe maybe we'll reach out to him. Could see yeah. if we can get him on the podcast. I think we could. I think he'd be down yeah. for it. A trio of frauds. Yeah, he he's just clout chasing. If he wants to be on our pod, though, for real. True, true. Who even remembers him? Anyway, uh, I've forgotten where I was now. Oh yeah, Bottas. Sorry, I was hyping up Bottas. Uh, but since the last ten races, his qualifying against Gwen Yuzhou is five apiece, which I was quite surprised about. I think I think Valtteri is a solid driver, and I think Joe is also a very solid driver. Like, mm. not bad, not bad. I think the car is not great. So if you're looking at performance-wise, the, the Alfa Romeo is probably not particularly fast. And we're looking at their performances. I don't think it is. No, and every time it is fast, they end up having to replace half the engine. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, not a great time. But I was surprised it was 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, and, uh, I didn't know that. But yeah, Bottas is. I think Bottas is going a bit off the boil at the minute. Bless him. Yeah. So ever since those, it's good news. Ever though, since those cheeks were on the internet. Ever since those yeah. sweet cheeks were on the internet in Monaco ish. That was like, all right, mate. Everybody's seen your yeah. cheeks. Let's let's hand in the towel, bro. Yeah. Now here comes all the negative karma. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, it was good news for Alfa Romeo because Mister Gwen Zhou, I think. Finished tenth, didn't he, and got a point. So, not bad. Not first bad. time they've had a point in quite a while, I believe. Yeah, where did show finish? Oh, uh, yeah, exactly in P10. What happened to Valtteri in yeah. P13 in the end? A lap down. Unlucky. Unlucky. Lucky. Uh, yeah, uh, Max managed to get into second place by lap five, which I think no one is necessarily surprised about. If anything. I'm surprised it took him five laps. You know, he's fucking washed. Yeah. Get him out of that. Get him out it's of there. It's just the car, mate. It's just the car. Yeah. But to to be fair, I I was I was I like five laps seemed about reasonable for me. But I was actually looking at that race. I think I was at first surprised at how little progress Lewis was making early on, and then I mm. looked at all of the shit happening around him. And I'm pretty sure with as much experience as he's got, he's like, I need to avoid these these billies smashing their cars into each yeah. other for the first couple of laps, and then I'll just start picking them off, and we'll get back to Lewis's race. But he doesn't really doesn't really feature in this. He kind of has a, a quiet race in the back, a couple of wheel-to-wheels -wheels with a couple guys, but uh, he was very calculated at his move through the field. He was not in a rush to lose any points yeah. because Lewis knows that if they can keep taking some bags of points they could potentially pip Ferrari for P2 in the constructors. So 
Oh, you know, yeah. you, one way to look at that is Lewis wasn't very quick. Looking at him in clean air, he wasn't bad. And, you know, seeing all this shit that we saw, it, there's some jokers back there, and you, you're not going to want to wheel with them. So, yeah, I think that was yeah, cal- no, calculated as fuck. It's a good word, and it, it's a word I've probably used as well. And, we, and we've seen it, I think, plenty of times in the past with Lewis. He's like, well, I can't win a race on lap one, but yeah. I can maybe on lap 40. So let's yeah. just see how it plays out sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but considering I think we all wrote off Mercedes, I don't think they had necessarily a bad weekend. I no. thought Monza was going to be an absolute disaster for them. I did too, man. Old George sneaked his way onto a podium yet again. Yeah. Good good on him. Mr. Consistent, by the way. But he, he kind of had one of those races. Looking back at the race, did, like, did we have any... Like, he... Max fought him, overtook him lap five. It looked like they were sleeping. The Red Bull just had... The Red Bull strangely you know notoriously slippy car this season which is not typically a red bull car red bull car is usually a bit downforce and a bit draggy and they make mm-hmm. it up through the corners but this rb18 is a slippery son of a gun um but how how closely he could follow through the final corner because of how much grunt they've got that long 180 degree high speed corner we just lift off the brakes on the way in lift off the throttle on the way in roll it get back on the power super wide he was inside of george's gearbox and he knew what he had for breakfast as he overtook him down the main straight and then uh george had a very lonely race he was in clean air the entire time uh he approached signs around lap 30 um and then drove into the um you know the the safety car region at the end Mm -hmm. of the race but russell's race was kind of dull but again mr consistent keeping his nose clean is coming home on the podium in p3 i mean yeah dudes the kid's solid like his stare creeps me out, and I don't trust anybody that wears loafers without socks. But uh, yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, that's like I would not. No, I do not trust those people. If you're wearing loafers and and rolled up chinos and no socks, no. Yeah, big big Tory energy. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, um, our boy Perez had had some woes at the beginning of the race, and it really kind of you know Perez was one of those our dudes that was on a little bit of a recovery drive, but he kind of. He kind of got fucked, didn't he? You know, you know, yeah. Perez starting on a medium and having to box at lap ten. What happened there? Oh, I don't know. Well, was that that um, was that when his brakes decided to externally combust? Yeah, I mean, he's... yeah, that was straight out the Ferrari playbook. That one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like fire where it's not supposed to be. Ferrari said, yeah. "Hey, Charles Stronzo, I got you. Don't worry." <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not really sure. Lap 10 while on mediums, I don't, eight, I don't really eight, get that. 10, yeah, it looks... So if I had to extrapolate using my old performance engineering brain, I reckon... Um, so he had he said he had a flat spot. One idea is that if when you get a flat spot, the tire keeps locking there. And if the disc isn't spinning, the other wheel is doing all the braking work, so you could overheat one of them. I don't think that was it. Right. Or... It's not uncommon to have a little bit of debris because there's lots of intricate mm. piping in those ducts. And if you block one of those, um, so anyway, they, they had to pit. I mean, like on the medium, for, to put it in perspective, um, Signs did a one stop. It was going to be a one stop. Signs and Hamilton pit around like laps 30 and 36 off of medium. When you're coming yep. in on lap lap eight, nine, 10 on a medium, your race is in um, trouble. It's... Yeah, so, so it's not quite gone. Perez fit a hard. We, we saw a lot of fire coming out of the break, and he continued on. And so it looks like that cleared. Did he have any issues with that? Looking at his stint, 
I mean, he dropped back dead last at one point and drove through. A lot of people pit around him, and Perez drove back to finish, what is that, sixth? Yeah, not a, not a bad recovery drive. His pace was okay. His pace wasn't actually bad at all, uh, especially considering he did a proper long stint on a hard um, from quite early on. There's nobody else that stopped comparably early on a hard. So his pace was reasonable. Mm. I don't think he did a particularly bad job this weekend, but it's just unfortunate on a recovery drive mm. having an issue like that. I wonder if it perhaps maybe was Charles thinking it was Max behind him and taking a tear off. <laughs> And uh, unfortunately, he uh, managed to knock out the wrong Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. With his tear off. Yeah, I mean, better it, luck next time. Yeah, dork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that wasn't too it was, bad. It was uh, no. It was, I was going to say it was really nice to see Ferrari paying tribute to Renault this weekend as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In that beautiful yellow uniform. Yeah, with those the, the front blown exhaust diffuser. That was a that was a hardy that Lotus. That was a doozy. That yeah. was oh, so that was Renault. Sorry, it was Renault Lotus. That I don't remember what it was, but the, that yeah, the front like that. Ex exhaust that was revolutionary. With old Robert Kubica driving that son of a gun. Yeah, and then worked Nick, well, didn't it? Yeah, Nick Heidfeld when he was driving it on reserve that one time, and they blew up the uh, the low pressure accumulator and destroyed the side pods when the front yeah. exhaust caught fire. That was a f oh, that was frightening, bro. Imagine you're getting out of the car and a hand grenade goes off in the side pod and takes you out. Yeah, that's, man, that's, that's actually there was a lot scary. of pressure in them. Yeah, that's actually... Speaking of scary shit that happens during a race, then, Daniel, mm. talk talk to me, bro. Uh, well, we uh, had a recovery truck forklift on track to recover Mr. Daniel Ricardo when, I think, was it lap 48? Uh, yeah. He retired. It's um, engine engine uh let the, the fire out of the cylinders around probably coming out of the second chicane he ended up parking it in between turns six and seven which are two very fast right handers um mm. probably pretty poor visibility off the racing line but the recovery point was quite far away yeah, and, he's, I, and he's stuck there i fucking hate this because this shit winds me up so much like it's wild to think about that we lost Jules or Jules's accident was back in 2014, but it still feels like it was, you know, two years ago. Yeah. And to see a forklift out on track, reversing down the track with Danny Rick's car, like either red flag it and use the forklift to get rid of it. or just fucking leave it there. Yeah. I mean, there, were, there was even a video of one of the cars, like, you know, they're, they're under yellow flags at that point or safety car at that point one of the guys is following somebody he peeks out and he's like oh yeah the forklift's still there let me tuck back yeah. in quickly and it's like it's like those forklifts are insanely heavy heavy for a reason that means if a formula one car touches it all of the energy goes into the car and the driver and mm -hmm. um that yeah that was a long time that that made my stomach turn when i saw that happening yep. i was like dude because i was at that race and i don't remember anything about that race other than like Yep. What happened? Like, yeah. Mm. Then, then you find out later. So that that's frightening. If yeah. we see that again, that's insane. But that, there was a lot of um, there's a there's a lot of debate about that. Do you want to do you want to dig into that now about the yeah? I, I so I I don't think this is fucking hard really, but some people do. Like I I I get it that finishing under a safety car is boring or whatever. You know. Yeah. Okay. I get it. But whatever. Um. But my, my point was, is obviously either red flag it 
remove it and then start the race because by then was it like five six laps i don't know I can't yeah remember what it was exactly yeah or a 53 lap uh, race and if it happened on 48 yeah yeah or or just fucking leave the car don't touch it don't don't fucking wheel a forklift across the track because it wasn't even on the right side of the track of what danny's car was yeah yeah um so yeah and like a lot of people saying oh yeah what was the issue it was dry there was good visibility yeah but all it takes is one freak accident because that's whenever people get seriously injured all it is is a freak accident yeah it's not like you planned it's like that wasn't a probability like you would mitigate against most of those circumstances and it was something exceptional that happened which means yeah. you probably haven't fucking planned for it. it yeah and it's so easy just to remove the risk by not having the forklift reversing down the track with cars so, with cars moving on the track the forklift can yeah. reverse down the track all at once as long as they're not drivers piloting cars around a circuit and the safety yeah. car is not particularly going slow. It's slow for a Formula One car, but it's still fast enough to fuck shit up. Yeah. It's, well, for, for the car, it is. It's going flat out. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I mean, so yeah. in the press, we had, I, I looked at the post-race interviews with the team principals. Uh, Christian said we wanted to win this race under green flag racing. Even, Fucking hell. Here we go. Even Bonato wanted to finish the race under green flag racing, but... To, to what Lewis said was, you know, the, the this is the oh, time. So if you're going to mention Abu Dhabi 2021. No, no, I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to mention it directly. But we he's are like, cancelling the podcast on episode right. two. All right, fine. Fine. But anyway, so they they followed the rules. They said, right. And then people accepted, you know, we should. So the, the safety car and yellow flags, the whole process seemed super delayed. And one of the things that we learned later was the marshals could not get Daniel's car in neutral. Correct. So that, that was one big problem. That is why, because if you looked at the track, 50 meters behind him was a recovery point where they could push the car back between the barriers and resume green flag racing. Unfortunately, the car would not go into neutral because the, the engine shat itself and it lost power and lost hydraulics in gear. Um, yeah, so and in theory, there's the button on the, sh the chassis, which you can press, which puts it into neutral. But I think from my very limited understanding is that it basically cooked itself seized. Yep. So you could basically push that button as much as you want. The thing was basically hot welded itself together. So good yeah. luck. Yeah. They weren't that wasn't going. So we've had we've had we've got a couple of options, right? You know, we, we and I think they just need to make a decision on what they want to do. It's like, do you want to you know, if it if you know make a rule it's like eight laps to go or you know, X percent of the race to go. Do you want to if it's likely to be a safety car that will take a, a number of laps to recover, should we red flag it? fix the issue uh and then have you know the rest of the race under green flag conditions mm. you know, you'll, you'll get one or two laps of double yellow flags in that segment they'll assess it and they'll and they'll make this the decision if it's a safety car if it's a yellow flag right i yeah. it is this question of entertainment versus racing and and i think safety first but in either of these situations we just everybody makes an agreement all the team principals and drivers have to put their hand up and say Never mind who it's going to impact and what race. You don't know what's going to happen. You say, is yeah. it safety car finish? Is it red flag, green flag restart? Which one Which one do you guys want? And you guys all say yes, and they make a rule. Because whatever it is, it has to be something that cannot be biased. Mm. Yeah. I, I would respectfully say don't even give the teams a fucking choice because no, you know what teams are like. Who's ever going to fucking agree? 
No, nobody. You're never going to get a unanimous decision, are you? So the FIA should just be like, no, fuck you. This is how we're doing things from now on. Yeah, and like, we um, want to ensure that we get green flag racing at the end of the race because honestly, Monza pissed me off that race. You know, I sat there the whole time waiting for something to happen and nothing happened mm. realistically. Yeah, it sort of fizzled out, didn't it, really? Yeah. So blue balls still. Blue balls. But another uh, another speculation from Twitter and a lot of people asked, and it was oh, it's a good question. Jesus. It's a good yep. that's a good question. Can we yeah, yeah. add laps to a race? And the answer is no. And the problem with that is fuel. So teams are pushing the fuel, and if you have to every 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 time carry an extra lap of fuel, that's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. You'll you know how many safety car race finishes have we had in the last two years? One. I can't think of any others. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it takes roughly on most circuits. I remember this from back in the day. It takes about five laps of safety car pace to save enough fuel to be able to do one more lap. Yeah. So. And you know there's going to be someone out there, some team that say for this race we're going to fucking risk it and just not put any extra in. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll get a safety car and then they'll get fucking stuck on track. Yeah, it's just... AKA... Yeah, Sebastian Vettel in Hungary. The extra lap, I don't <laughs> think, is an answer. And that, like, the, how you facilitate that, the answer is everybody. FIA says we're yet yeah, we're green flag racing it if we can. You know, following the procedure, which means we need to red flag it so that we can do everything else right, or we're going to finish under safety car if it happens that way. Which, mm-hmm. if I was a fan at the track, I want to see fucking green flag. And if yeah. I'm watching on TV, I wanted to see green flag. Does that? You know, is that a abomination to the sport? No. Red flag the yeah, shit, pull them in the pit so. lane, let them change tires. I like, I love the fact that you can have a safety car at the end of the race um, and then have a sprint to the end because of chaos, because of Nicholas Latifi or Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, anyway, so yeah. that's, I think, I think that sort of answers how we feel about that. Yeah. I won't tell you um, how I really, yeah, I will. I did actually. I'm honest with you guys. Yeah, um, we can all be honest here. What about what about um, our boy Nick? We we big up them, big up them through his qualifying run, even though it was a little bit inconsistent. But for for first day in the office, you know, sink or swim, mm. I think he swam nicely. Yeah, so he turns up on a Sunday, gets in a Williams, finishes P nine, uh, refuses to elaborate, leaves. <laughs> My so, yeah. favorite shit was him on the radio. He's like, guys, I can't get out of the car. And if you're watching this on YouTube, he's just like, oh, yeah, get me out, please. And yeah, he had, he had, to, was he had the boys exactly, help him get out. Exactly how I felt after carting. Yeah. I was please, like, oh, please. I've got something in common with an F1 driver. Yeah. Pick me up off the ground. Ay, ay, ay. But yeah, no, he did himself proud. P9. Um, I think. Again, you may have this on your machine there, but I've seen a graph where it's got like average lap times and Nick's is far more consistent during the race on the TVs, which I thought was quite amusing, if that's true. Nick Nick drove a great race and the TV just fell off the back. I mean, to be fair, mm. DeVries was in kind of a train for a bit, wasn't he? And he was he was stuck there. So that was but he was he was he had a car up his chuff for a substantial part of that race, if I'm looking at that right, was that uh, Joe, yeah, it was Joe and him like getting really close in the final stint because he, Nick went, uh, Nick went pretty long on that medium. He did a one-stop soft medium. So, uh, 
Yeah. So another wild internet rumor that I've heard is that apparently 30 minutes after the race, he was in having pre-contract talks with Williams. <laughs> 30 minutes. And you just like it's one of those things where there's a camera shot and like you're talking, it's 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 DeVries and the team boss chatting there, and then you just see the TV just sadly eating ice cream in the back corner. Mm. Or just Ugh. walking into the room and everyone goes silent. He's like, What are you talking about? He's like, oh, nothing, nothing. Nothing, mate. Everything's fine. Nothing to yeah. see here. I think I think Nick has uh Nick has nicked Nick. Nah. Nick has nicked Nick. Yeah, I think. Uh, I see you later, Latifi. I'm afraid. So, that's is that is that our race done? Pretty much. I think pretty much. Yeah, I was just going to add on to that. Is I think you know I I do hold my hands up sometimes and admit when I was wrong. And although I didn't publicly say it, I don't think I've ever really rated De Vries. I think I've always sort of thought of him as a Formula E merchant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'm not saying he's the second coming of Christ, but I think he's certainly done himself proud so um he should be yeah that's a performance to be proud of you know you get you, you only get so many opportunities like that in life and he's grabbed it by the balls and mm. monza blue balled him but he did finish can uh reckon we see him in uh williams next year then i'm not sure i'm not sure i think I'm there's not... still better options out there to explore yeah and i don't know who they are but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna agree with you because oh, okay. i don't yeah, yeah. i don't pay any attention to the, any of those All young right, well, shits I'm... Let's we'll revisit this. I'm going to say okay. we do. Okay, you think he does? You're going to say he everybody doesn't. remember that? Yeah, exactly. So it's it's me versus you. Yep. Okay. And if I'm wrong, I'll just edit the podcast and delete it. So not okay. problem. Yeah. Well, why, why have you guys re-released episode two? Uh, hmm. Oh, we just had to do some edits. Don't worry. Uh, I think that's it really for the race. Um, Lando P7, Lewis driving with a good recovery ride to sixth. Uh, signs. No, sorry. I've got uh, that's the championship. Uh, so wow, wow, wow. Sorry, I had the wrong. I was I was ahead of myself. Lewis, yeah, coming in P five with a good recovery drive. Sergio also recovering that. Signs P four just missing out on the podium. Um, realistically, uh, Signs was going to catch Russell. I think he would have overtaken him if they we had not had a safety car. But Mister Consistent, right place, right time, keeping his nose clean, driving a great race. Uh, George on the third step of the podium leclerc but we you know what we haven't talked about what have we not talked about ferrari oh you're right we were we, we, see, we, 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 right. We, we blue balled everybody but now we're gonna we're gonna finish the deal here so one of the things that everybody was wondering did ferrari fuck up by pitting a Charles around lap 11 from the vsc i mean i'm just gonna say yes purely because i feel like you can say yes, and nine times out of ten, you'll be right. Because it's Ferrari. Yeah. Um, but I'm now going to lean on to you and your expert knowledge to tell me if uh, okay. that's correct or not. Well, looking at the data, I reckon Char was leading Max on the race start. Max got through Russell pretty quickly. And then it was pretty clear that on the defensive, Max had more pace in hand on the new soft. Um, and Charles started to dig off, actually, I think, quite a bit. As soon as Charles pit, Max was able to calm down his degradation, and just he was able to manage the tires, but Max was pushing like hell and got into a bit of deg. I think Ferrari got spooked by that initial deg, pit early onto a medium. Um, 
And their pace on the medium was actually pretty good, but their degradation was much higher than the Red Bulls. So we hear a lot of people saying more downforce equals more degradation, which is not true. You know, it's like it's like it's part of the equation. If you're on lower downforce, the likelihood is that it's easier to slide the tires, but you also have less vertical load on them and of straight and all this other stuff. So there's no there's no if this then that kind of scenario, right? Um, my takeaway from the Grand Prix is that the Red Bull had very good degradation, the exact opposite of what we saw in Austria. Remember Austria when Max was on the front, yeah. on the defensive, blew his softs off completely. I don't think Leclerc had it that bad, but in order to take an extra pit stop, albeit under the safety car, virtual safety car, which should have been a 14-second loss, but... The track went green during his stop, which means he actually lost yeah. 19 seconds. On you know, leave it to Ferrari to do a good weekend for once and then get this unlucky. But I don't yeah. think that impacted their race. Looking at the numbers, um, to go from that point, Charles needed to find 0.35 seconds per lap, average per lap over Max through the race, and Max was faster through the entire race. Looking at the gaps, you know, Max was, you know. 18 seconds ahead then max stopped and then after the the next stop and subsequent stop from leclerc you know so leclerc went on to a soft at the end max was then 20 seconds ahead there was no way he was closing that gap he had to close down a 20 second gap in what 20 something laps a second to mm -hmm. lap is what leclerc needed at the end of the race i think after the first stop and they saw their pace on that medium they they that strategy was on a hope and a prayer and i i think they risked p1 but realistically, they're not getting P1 in the championship, so why not risk a race win at home? Because on pace outright, they weren't racing um, Red Bull this weekend on the track. Qualifying, great. Red Bull putting a little bit more downforce on the car for a low downforce circuit, and it paying dividends in this instance in terms of their tire management and uh, easily securing Max the dub. I mean, at the point when we had the safety car, Max was 17 seconds ahead. No shot. Yeah. No shot. Leclerc's getting that. And I think they knew that. But did they fuck up? I don't think so. I, I, as in, I'm not sure. I think I think that call, they didn't have very much information. Your, your free practice mm -hmm. long runs are like 10 laps with a shitload of traffic. You're not getting good data from that. The cars have changed a lot. They've learned a bit from Spa. They've learned a bit from Zandvoort. You know, one super high downforce and one very low downforce, but not quite Monza low. But I don't know. What was your initial thought when you saw them pitting under the virtual safety car? Um, I think, like I said earlier, force of habit made me think, oh, okay, they've wrecked it. Yep. Um, but I think I'm like a similar mindset of you. I, you know, the lap times that Max was putting in and things like that, I, I think Ferrari didn't lose a race they could win. You know, yeah. I don't think they were ever really going to win this one. I think they did the best they could, and if we hold it up to their previous standard of this year, I think it was a reasonable decision. Yeah, no, I think so. Like it, it wasn't that bad, but I'm I'm looking at that, and they were on they were on hopes and prayers on that first VSC mm. that the medium was going to be magic for them, and I don't think it panned out. But I think they knew they were going to get eaten alive anyway. So it was yeah. a it, I. I think it was a in in hindsight, like saying all that out loud and hearing your thoughts on that. I think it was a calculated risk to take home P two when P two was the max they could get. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, so, it's, it's easy. It's not at least 
They had a car on the podium in Monza. Yeah. And if you not know. for the safety car, they were going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. They're probably not going to win it anyway. Uh, do you want to go into our wild conspiracies? Let's 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 cut through them. Let's let's cut through them. I I might yeah get get wild, started. Wild conspiracy number one. Yeah. There's some footage and some photos of Max's engine cover showing some damage. I think around the safety car period. And some footage shows an object appearing and then sort of landing near Max's car, insinuating that perhaps an angry fan may have thrown something at it and damaged it. I think that is a cap to the extreme. So you had Incredible Hulk in the grandstands lobbing a object with some amount of mass that could Mm. puncture a piece of bodywork. Yeah, the engine covers aren't the strongest in the world no. um but you still have to fucking hit them hard <laughs> if you want to damage them about as hard as daniel hit q2 this weekend yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i i don't i don't buy it i'm i'm sure someone may have thrown something onto the track there's fucking idiots everywhere every track yeah for sure you know what race um, are you going to next by the way oh sorry unrelated question <laughs> uh. I'm never going. I'm never. I'm never watching F1 live again, bro. It's the court order. Hey, I'm not allowed. Real quick though, like I've never been to a Formula One Grand Prix as a spectator. Fuck off, ever, ever, never. I've I did six seasons as a trackside performance engineer, living the dream, going to all the mm. tracks, sniffing all the race fuel, getting my ears blown out by the V8s when we had them, and you know, in the when there was a show car V10. But I have never sat in the grandstands and. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking wow. forward to doing that in Austin this year. I will be at the Austin Grand Prix. So if any of our listeners are in Austin, hit me up. Avoid it. Yeah, oh, av- yeah avoid. No, sorry, yeah, avoid me. Avoid me. <clears throat> Thanks, Dan. You're welcome. Uh, I've when, when did I? I've seen two. I've seen two. Yeah, both Silverstone. Okay. Uh, when was when was Williams really good? Was it 2014? Yeah, I think so. When they came third. May have been 2014, yeah. It was 14 and, and 13, but like, how the... How no, the f- it was the hybrid, because it was the white martini livery. How the dude, Williams beat Red Bull one year. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild, isn't it, to sort of think. Uh, oh my God, dude. But like, F1 fans now, you know, the new generation of fans that are coming in, welcome to all of you, by the way. But... You're looking at this season thinking, like, this is kind of the status quo. You know, it's a little bit of mix and match. And, like, they'll know that Mercedes were, were the big dogs and they've they've stumbled on this year's design. But nobody's thinking the car that Alex and Latifi were driving was third in the Constructors' Championship <laughs> back in the day. In the last 10 years, it fucking happened. Yeah. It happened. So the mighty have fallen. And uh, maybe one day they'll be back. Anyway. Maybe. Maybe. Um, and then when was the other one? I think... I'm going to say 2017, but it could be a guess. I don't know. Nah. It was definitely while I was still working at Red Bull, and I just went as a spectator. A spectacled spectator. Mm. And it was weird. I didn't like it. Mm. I didn't have a headset on, and no yeah. one was shouting. And... I like watching it from TV. I like watching yeah. it from TV. That's it. It was Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd say everyone should watch uh, a race live once. Yeah. At least. Okay. Um 
but like I think I prefer more information yeah. while I'm watching the race. Well, what I'm gonna try to do is get Max and or Checo or GP be like, dude, just get me a pit pass. I know they're expensive, and I know your girlfriend wants to come, but tell her to fuck off. I'm coming in. Yeah. I'll take her pass. It's fine. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if we can do that. Um, another conspiracy. I've, got, I've still got oh. uh, Adrian Newey's phone number. I call him. To give him a ring and yeah. basically say, "Listen here, you bald fuck." <laughs> Oh my god, I sorted out your home office, right? Yeah. You owe me. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, anyway, other conspiracy theories. I've got one, man. I've got one. We didn't hear anything about this on Twitter, and I'm actually appalled. I'm actually appalled, dude. Um, I, I, I really feel like Formula One engine manufacturers have way too much influence on what's going on because they get to put their engines in other people's teams. They get to put their test drivers in other people's teams. And then all of a sudden, when Signs is about to catch your ass, George Russell, somebody pushes the button on their panel, which explodes yep. Daniel Ricardo's car in the most difficult to recover position and also then hits the button that welds the transmission shut so they can't select mm -hmm. neutral i just feel like these engine manufacturers have way too much influence over it like i know you have sister teams and stuff like that but that's nothing when you control their engines and you can blow them up at will yep arrest toto wolf immediately yeah but but anyway that's just a reminder from our boy yuki if anybody's thinking about conspiracy theories like this Book yourself an appointment at your local hospital. Go have a brain scan done. And, uh, and if that comes back inconclusive, stay off Twitter. Yeah. Stay the fuck I'm off really Twitter. glad that Yuki's English culture lessons went so well. Yeah, dude. He's like, you need to get your he's head checked. Definitely. He's picked that up from Milton Keynes. Yeah, 100%. bro. A hundred percent. hundred percent. But anyway, I think that's good for conspiracies. But we've got, should we start wrapping up the uh, the, the last bit? Our, our fraud watch and our engine good boy awards. A rod watch. We don't have a bumper, musical bumper for that. Right, we, yet, we'll so get one. Would... Michael, Michael, yeah. if you're listening, we need yeah. we need fraud watch. You're listening yeah. to fraud Thank watch. You, Michael, for the intro. <laughs> That's but beautiful. now it's time to get back to work. Yeah. All right. We need fraud watch. <laughs> uh, fraud watch. So uh, the obvious choice here is probably Latifi. Yeah. But I feel that I'm not down for the. Um, obvious choice and i'm actually going to give it to aston martin oh my god for their double dnf in monza yowza and basically they're just general luck or demeanor or whatever recently yeah for a car that looks so much like the rb18 it ain't <laughs> copied the homework didn't understand the assignment yep yeah. um so yeah, Vettel had a failure, um, a little bit of smoke coming out the back. Yeah, the fire. Uh, but then apparently they just retired Lance Stroll because they were like, oh, we're just going to save the engine, you know? Yeah. That's how confident we are in you, Stroll. It's pointless you driving around the rest of this race. You might as well just come in early. We'll <sighs> beat the traffic, leaving the track. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, fair enough. That's not yeah, too bad. Yeah, so... Aston Martin, you're on fraud watch. Uh, must do better. Okay. I've got. I've what got, about you? I had one nominee, but I think I've changed it. Okay. I was gonna say Haas because they're looking like a bunch of vankers lately. You know, they yeah. are. They're looking pretty rough, and it's difficult in the midfield team. And uh, maybe they've lost all their money from some place, and uh, it's 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 hard done by. Mm. And, and that sucks to see it. But 
Uh, you're on my fraud watch now, considering you've yeah. gassed up this Porsche deal for so damn long. Yep. And the Germans have pulled the plug, or or between the Germans and the Austrians, they have um, severed the ties. It's not proceeding. So uh, you're on, yeah, my, you're on well, my fraud watch until Honda get announced. So I'm just going to keep repeating that every week. Yeah, if you expect an apology, then you can fuck off. So. All right. As 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 we should do, honestly. As as expected. Um, which which brings us to um the engine good boy award. Hmm. Uh, my engine good boy award. Uh, I think obviously the again the obvious answer is Nick DeVries. Yeah, obvious. Um, but I want to big up uh, Carlos Sainz. P eighteen to P four. Which was going to be a P3 without that safety car. Yeah, uh, big up Carlos. I think, yeah. you know, solid performance. Uh, something that I think, you know, he's needed for a while. So, yeah, big yourself up, yeah, Carlos. I, I think he should feel pretty good about that drive. He always seems so underwhelmed when he's talking unless, you know, it's just like, uh, yeah, but good for him. I, I, yeah. I, it's just I wanted to see some more racing. But it's just like you've got this huge gap between the front and the the mid, and Danny Rick obviously just kind of dragged the entire midfield of the car track back, and they couldn't overtake him until he blew up his car. Yeah, rip. My engine good boy award goes to Lewis. Um, you know he he had a very calculated very beginning of his race, and it looked like hey mate, you're not making up much progress, but actually. Um, that is what a mature drive looks like. And the car wasn't that quick. You look at the pace difference between the Ferrari and George, who was running clean air. They were mm. gonna, they were gonna, get, you know, on everybody finishing in pace order. That was a Mercedes four or five six this weekend pace order. But he he got he got everything out of it effectively. He mm. he, he got he got one better than you know he took advantage of Perez so. He's, he's there to capitalize consistency. Um, and that double overtake, was it when Norris came out of the pits? That calculated overtake, that was that was hot, man. He just set them up Wait, and then doubled, doubled it, man. Engine good boy, in a, in a very sincere way, goes to Lewis, man. That was a, that was, you know, that was probably some of the better action mm. we saw during that entire boring blue ball of a race. Not, uh, not his first cheeky double overtake of the season either, is it? No, no. It was... Uh, Beautiful at Silverstone. Yeah, I want to see. Oh yeah, that was that was fucking good, bro. I want to see Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, and I would like to see the rest of the the teams a little bit closer. You know, mm. because right now we're we're the development is on, and uh, the boys at, at the front are pulling away. Yeah, but we always have this sort of discrepancy when we have a large regulation change, don't we? Yeah, and then eventually or or whatever, people start to shuffle back. So yeah. Fair enough. Uh, teams, basically everyone that doesn't support Red Bull, basically, keep the faith. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and if you, you shall be rewarded. And if you do support Red Bull, um, great then decision. Then you know Will. Yeah, good good job. Yeah, good job. So, I feel like, is that the end of our show for the day? Uh, I think so. I yeah. can't think of anything else we've missed. I, um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, as, as much as that race, not a whole lot happened. I still feel like there's a lot of interesting things to take away from it, but I do want some more fucking wheel-to-wheel racing, man. I want to see some action. I want to see mm. some chaos. I don't want to see DNFs and retirements from Toto hitting the Mercedes button explode for their mm-hmm. customer teams because yeah. they're serious, serious 
influence on the rest of the grid. I just think it's anyway. But um, so for anybody listening, this uh, by the way, this episode is sponsored by your local tin foil manufacturer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't even know what the uh, brands here are called. Was it like? Uh, I don't what know. Would, well, what's an American brand of tin foil? Come on, Blake, tell me. We need to reach out to them. I have no idea, but we do need we need to work on that. Baker foil. Baker that foil. Like yeah. A, yeah. That sounds like a name. I'm Hit sure that exists. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. But yeah. So what what, what would you tell our um, our listeners and our viewers on YouTube? Because these videos are going on YouTube. I'm just getting a couple things sorted. Um, the podcast will be live tomorrow should be yeah but by the time people wake up it should be out there and live and then i'll have the uh, youtubes from the last two weeks out and the youtubes will be live um i'll put links on our socials for everybody to find them and uh, when the episode's live dan's gonna push that publish mm. and all of you are going to go listen to it you're gonna enjoy it and once you've finished enjoying it you're going to share a story on instagram tell all your mm. mates about it call your nan and tell her you're never gonna mm. believe who i heard today i heard engine good boy and Balake. Mm, exactly. <clears throat> uh, no, no. Uh... Oh, God. I don't know. How do we even take ourselves seriously? I don't know other people. We, we fucking don't. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> uh, obviously, next weekend, no race. So. We're going to work on I something. Think... We got we to gotta find yeah, something. We'll find a guest gonna... and we'll do a show. Yeah. We'll do something cool. So. Uh... Yeah. I'm going to go down to uh, Buckingham Palace and interview King Charles. Ask him what he feels about uh, Abu Dhabi 2021. Yep. Um, so yeah, and then probably get arrested by uh, Secret Service agents. That's cool. Can we get some of them on the show too? Yeah, why not? Is that an yeah. is that an MP7? I love that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Why why are you pointing at me? Yeah. Do you, do you play Escape from Tarkov too? I've got one of those in my stash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big <sighs> Tarkov fan. So, where can everybody find you, Dan? Uh, everybody can find me on their local episode of Crime Watch. <laughs> or they can find the me. Uh. Yeah, or they can find me on uh, at Engine Mode Eleven on the Twitters. Love that, love that. And then, um, if you're looking for me, you can find me at Break on Twitter. That's B R R R A K E on Twitter and Twitch. And then on YouTube, I do a little bit of uh, analytical Formula One content at Break F1. You can also find me on TikTok. And and we are going to have an engine braking podcast, TikTok, and Instagram reels coming very soon. I've got those in the oven. Um, we're going to start baking them up and getting the most fraudulent content on the short-form platforms coming straight into your mobile devices, taking over your brain, consuming all of your attention. So um, I think that's it. Yeah, we got three quick questions Ooh. before we go that we forgot to do. Oh, yeah, Blake, yeah. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Honestly, it's 2022. You can put whatever the fuck you want on your pizza. If you put Skittles on it, I'm not going to hate you. I'm just not going to love you. You? Right. The uh, correct answer is no. It's a hate crime. <laughs> okay. Does Danny Rick need a hug? Um, He's got 15 million hugs in his bank account right now. So mm. I, he, I do like Daniel. I, I would straight up hug the dude and wish him all the best and i hope he finds a seat and i i hope he finds a car that he can drive and uh yeah that's it yeah, i'd uh i'd give him a hug and then whisper in his ear big dick energy yeah, yeah. Dick, dick, dick. Uh, are we gonna see latifi at the job center um i'm still burning through my life savings so maybe in about 12 months yeah mm, okay i'm going there tomorrow so we'll see all right cool 
I'll let you know. We'll All do right, a live cool. stream. All right, cool. Like Dan, uh, if if yeah, you're gonna revive your Twitch for that. Yeah, just for that. Yeah. yeah cool. Cool. All right. Let's. I think that's a wrap, y'all. Y'all stay fraudulent, yep. and we'll see you yep. next week. We don't know what that episode's going to be, but we're gonna come up with some unique stuff, and we're gonna have a great time in this downtime between our mm. Singapore Grand Prix. So, uh, you guys stay fraudulent. Yeah, stay fraudulent and uh, fuck off. All right, later, Jokers. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.